Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome back to the Nebraska Crop Watch Podcast. This is episode 52 of the Crop Watch Podcast, and I'm your host, Nate Dorsey. I'm a water and integrated cropping systems extension educator for Dodge and Washington counties in eastern Nebraska. We've got a really great podcast episode for you today talking about something that I really enjoy, which is looking at the data from the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service, or NAS. But before we get into our podcast episode and before I introduce our guest for today, I want to make sure that you're aware of a couple of events that are coming up. The first is that on November 1st, 2022, we will be holding a cover crop grazing conference at our facility in Ithaca, Nebraska, the Eastern Nebraska Research Extension and Education Center, or NREC. This is a great conference for those who are interested in not only cover crops, but also how they can integrate livestock into those types of production systems. And we will have a number of other events coming up soon, and starting in December, January, February, and through the winter months, those tend to be the biggest months for Nebraska Extension in terms of some of the trainings and other things that we have going on. So stay tuned for additional information on events like our crop production clinics and our Confronting Cropping Challenges events. So it's my pleasure to welcome Nick Streff, who is with the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about crop progress reports, which is something that I'm really interested in learning about, because as an extension educator, it's something that I, I've had some involvement with. So Nick, would you mind introducing yourself and some of your background and what you do with the USDA? Yes. Hello, Nate. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate this time to engage with you and your audience about uh, NAS reports. So yes, I am the regional director for the USDA NAS Northern Plains Regional Field Office. It's a very long title, but it basically means that for the NAS side of things, I cover the states of North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Kansas. Our regional office is located in Lincoln. And so when we kind of think of all the different USDA NAS reports that come out for any of those four states, the analysis, the survey timeline, the resources, all of that's actually planned right here in Lincoln, where we work through it with our staff that are sitting here. So we set those goals, you know, kind of local boots on the ground type situation. So any NAS report, whether it's the cattle report, the hog report, the prices report, crop production, you know, corn yields, corn acreages, wheat yields, all those reports originate from our office here in Lincoln. And then they, of course, go to our headquarters for secondary review. So I guess to back up a little bit, refresher for folks on NAS, so the National Agricultural Statistics Service, our job is to report basically the supply side of agriculture. And so that's in terms of those crop production reports, prices reports, and the majority of these reports we get from farmers and ranchers, and they're almost all entirely voluntary. So we appreciate the farmers and ranchers who take the time to work with us. We also do reports on economics and uh, chemical use surveys, uh, farm income surveys. So we kind of really do stretch the gambit. So when it comes to the USDA, we're basically the main data collection arm. And just a short background of how did I end up in Nebraska? I'm originally from Southeast South Dakota. I grew up on a hog farm there. And for NAS, I've worked in the South Dakota office, the Missouri office. I worked out in DC for almost five years. And then I've been in Lincoln here for the last 10 years. And for the last three years, I've been in my current position as the director of the office, but also as the director, I am the main outreach person for the state of Nebraska. So um, that's why I get to do 
podcasts or webinars or anything where people want me to come talk to them, individual producer, all the way up to large crowds. That's my role as well with NAS. Great. Well, we definitely appreciate having you on the podcast. And I don't think that people normally think of statistics as being really very exciting, but in the agriculture industry, the things that NAS provides uh, for farmers and those who are involved in agriculture is, is really important. And I think that one of the specific topics that NAS uh, provides and releases on a regular basis, during the season at least, is the crop progress reports. I, I would think that a lot of people probably check those just to kind of see how things are doing in, in their respective states and areas. So what exactly is the crop progress report and what's included in that? Okay, so our crop progress and condition report is something during the growing season. So we kind of think basically April 1 through the end of November, we put them out on a weekly basis. And within these reports, we have lots of different questions. The majority is about, you know, the growth stages of the crop or the activities within the crop. So planting progress, um, you know, what stage the development the crop is in, is the corn silking, is it tasseling, is the wheat heading out, are we harvesting the wheat? And then we also have some condition ratings, you know, what, what condition is the crop in? Is it excellent, good, poor, or very poor, you know, kind of any of those factors in between. And then we also do soil moisture ratings as well. So topsoil moisture ratings and subsoil moisture ratings. And we put these out throughout the growing season. And as you noted, lots of different people look for these, whether they're producers, you know, the, the farmer looking for how the state's doing, all the way up through egg businesses and traders, because, you know, in the planting progress, they're curious, when did the crop go in? Are we behind? Are we ahead of schedule? What's Nebraska look like? What's Iowa look like? And then they're also looking at those condition ratings. How does that condition rating relate to the yield when we do the crop production reports later in the year? So people do like to look at these things or we think of, you know, the warmer summer we've been having. They're looking at our condition reports in terms of when the corn was silking, how warm was it in this state during that critical, those critical stages? So it's used a lot. It's used a lot of ways that we probably that I probably don't even know about by folks, you know, grabbing it and looking at it and doing regression models and stuff like that to help predict the yield. So when it comes to actually conducting the crop progress reports and collecting a lot of this data from the field, I'm sure that you and and the others in your office can't go out to all these different states and different areas and do these inspections yourself. So who is conducting the inspections and and submitting that information to the USDA? So on that, we have a great partnership, at least for Nebraska, and it's very similar across the whole country, but I'll kind of focus my response on Nebraska here. We mainly use, for our crop progress and condition reports, we mainly use FSA County staff to report to us and UNL extension staff to report to us. So every week we send them out an email reminder saying, please complete your crop progress and condition report, you know, either on Friday or Monday, because we need the data by Monday morning to publish by Monday afternoon. And we ask them to take the time to fill out the report. And when it comes for those folks to fill out the report, there's a, a wider range of how they gather the data from the ones I've talked to. Um, some it's from, you know, driving around their own county and seeing what it looks like or interacting with producers, you know, during that week. On the FSA side of things, I know some of them engage their county level committees to get reports in so they can report for that county. And so that's where the majority of that data comes from. So I can't say a thank you enough to our extension staff that help out and the FSA staff that help out with this report, because without them, this report would not be possible. Now, there are a few areas in Nebraska where we do have producers giving reports as well. Like I said, the majority come from FSA and extension staff, 
but there are a few places where producers have raised their hand to help us, you know, get more coverage in a county or some of the, that nature. So we even appreciate the producers who have been willing to help us out as well. Yeah, that's great. It's really interesting. And so I, I'm actually one of the extension educators with the university that conducts some of these surveys. And I, I'm on the camp of, of driving around and doing a survey in some of the counties that I'm assigned and looking at fields and monitoring. It, it's a pretty interesting process. And uh, it's, it's fun to kind of go around the counties and see how things are going, at least when things are going well. So that kind of brings us into our next topic. So crop progress for Nebraska. Obviously, we've had really dry conditions this summer. And I think one of the values of the crop progress report is that we can kind of follow along and see how weather is impacting crop progress in the state. So in your position at the USDA, NAS, what have you seen in terms of some of the data coming in for Nebraska in terms of crop progress? What's kind of the summary that you've seen for 2022? Well, so far for 2022, we can kind of let's jump back to April and just even look at corn as a starting point. We can see that the corn planting was a little slow to start. And then we, the you know, we still had some wet weather. We couldn't get it in. And then after that, it kind of took off. But, you know, the, the corn got in the ground a little bit later than normal and later than the previous years. And so that kind of set the stage the whole rest of the way through. So Emerge was just a little bit behind, not not a lot, but even just a little bit behind. And so the rest of the stages have been just, you know, anywhere from, you know, three to four days to a week behind where they normally have been. And NASA actually puts out some nice charts that kind of illustrate this. That's kind of been interesting. But you kind of you talk about the dryness that we've had in Nebraska, and that has certainly been reflected in our condition ratings. So just looking at our condition ratings, you know, last year, our condition rating was anywhere from 60 to 70% in that good to excellent rating, which is what a lot of traders and a lot of folks kind of focus on, like how, what percent of the crop is in that good to excellent category. We're right now for corn, you know, as we're finishing out the end of the growing season, we're down to around 40% in that good to excellent rating. And the same is true for soybeans, pasture condition, you know, we've just kind of seen that that dry weather has really pushed down the condition of the crop. And so that's really a lot of folks are watching that. And now they're starting to compare that condition with the yield reports as well. As we're working through our crop production reports that we do on the row crops, at least for August, September and October, and November, we're seeing, you know, already that the yields are down from last year. So, you know, that kind of plays together that, you know, our crop progress reports are showing us the direction of where things are going. Great. Yeah. I like that you bring up the crop production reports. That's another report that's released by USDA NAS. And when are those released and what are some of the, the key pieces of, of information that we can see there and learn from? So our crop production reports, I like how they really play in well with our crop progress reports, you know, because they, they can change, you know, just like our, our crop progress reports on the conditions, you know, that can change every week. And so now when we look at our crop production reports, NAS puts those out uh, May through November 1st. So in May and June and July, we're doing the small grain. So it's wheat and it's oats, mainly for Nebraska is what's in those reports. And then when we get to August, we have our small grains are included in August, so wheat notes, but in August is also when we add in our row crop samples. So that's when we add in our, our surveys for corns, uh, soybeans, sorghum, and yeah, th those three crops right there. And then, so, you know, we're calling farmers on a monthly basis and it's the same ones every month that we're coming back to. So we can see the change over time, kind of the current to previous. 
And within those surveys, you know, we're asking the producer with normal conditions, what do you think your crop is going to yield based on your harvested acres? And NAS pulls that data together to kind of formulate, you know, what the yield is going to be for Nebraska for corn or for wheat or for soybeans or sorghum and the, the, those crops within there. And our sample sizes for those surveys range anywhere from, you know, around 300 all the way up to almost 800, depending upon how many crops we're targeting. So the sample size goes up and down from month to month, depending upon who we're targeting. And we also put that information together with our objective yield counts. So not to change a little bit, but NAS does an objective yield survey. We're in the state of Nebraska. We go out to about 175 corn plots and I think about 125 soybean plots. And we go out to these same plots throughout the growing season and we count the number of plants, number of pods, how many ears of corn. We measure the ears of corn. We take uh, the circumference of the ears of corn. And then once they're, they're mature enough, we even harvest some of the corn and even harvest some of the soybeans and dry it down to kind of get a, uh, an actual plant yield from that that we combine with our crop production reports, the farmer reported yield. So we have a thank you to the farmers who, you know, answer our surveys and let us know what they think their crop is going to yield. And also a thank you to the producers out there who let us come back to their fields every month to get these uh, crop counts, the plant counts. So we put all that together for our crop production reports every month. Uh, we have wheat objective yield as well in there. So that just really helps us kind of develop a good overall picture of what that crop production should be for Nebraska. And this same process happens across the country for NAS when it comes to crop production. Great. So what are some other examples of some tools or statistics that are released by the USDA NAS that also have a lot of value besides some of the ones that we just talked about? Some of the other reports that are often looked at, I mean, it's hard to overlook crop production right now. You know, when we're in the end of the growing season, you know, that is certainly very popular, you know, when it comes out the 9th, 10th, 11th, or 12th every month, depending on how the calendar falls. But other reports that NAS puts out would be our, you know, our cattle inventory reports. We put that out twice a year, you know, in January, we do it for all 50 states. And then in July, it's just a U.S. level report. We can't overlook for Nebraska. Nebraska is, you know, the number two state for cattle on feed. And so for cattle on feed, Nebraska, we put out that report monthly to show, you know, the total inventory, how many were placed in the lots the previous month and how many were marketed the previous month. And with Nebraska having over 2 million cattle on feed, you know, that, that's a big report for Nebraska, you know, and something to look for, to look for every month. We have a lot of cattle feeders in the state. We have one of the largest samples across the country when it comes to, uh, feedlots um, that we're surveying every month. Uh, some of our other reports we put out or even just other pieces of information. NAS puts out what we call a cropland data layer every year. So it's not released until February for the previous year. But that cropland data layer is really interesting to go into and look at in it. You can look at it at the state level or even the county level, and it's color-coded to show, you know, hey, this field was corn, this field was soybeans, this field was sorghum, this one was wheat. And it's just a really excellent graphical picture of, you know, where the crops are in Nebraska. It's really neat to kind of zoom out, especially for folks who aren't from Nebraska, to kind of show them what are all those circles? Well, those are the pivots, you know, that people can really see and to kind of see that satellite imagery that goes along with that. And... Um, and I guess two of our other reports, you know, we really so many reports, it's hard to remember them all, but two of our other reports that are certainly looked at a lot are our county estimate reports. So our yield reports by county for wheat, uh, sorghum, soybeans, 
in those crops. And I'd also have to say our cash rents report. Uh, we released our cash rents report at the end of August and our county level numbers came out in September. And that's always looked at quite a bit on the cash rent side of things in terms of as people are trying to renegotiate their rents, you know, they're looking at our, the NAS data, the county level data as kind of maybe a benchmark. It doesn't mean that's the going rate for our, for our county estimates. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of an average of an indication of all the different cash rents that are out there, whether they're recently negotiated or, you know, it's an older, you know, an older amount that someone's paying, but they're all kind of put together. But those maps certainly generate a lot of interest and uh, it's a big undertaking for us to put all that together. It's a sample size of about 9,000 for Nebraska when we're doing our county estimates for cash rents. But it's a well looked after report that's used by producers who report. And it's also used by other USDA agencies and their farm programs and support payments. Great. Well, I've used a lot of those resources, but I have not used the data layer. So I'll have to, to check that out and see what that looks like. That sounds really interesting. For someone who wants to access some of the information and the data that's released by the USDA NAS, where can they go and how do they actually access some of the reports that are available? So to access our reports, there's a few different areas you can look for. So first, let's we can start off with the, the main USDA NAS homepage. So nas.usda.gov will take you to the main homepage and you're going to get the US level reports from that page is what you're looking for. Now there is a, in the center of the page, you can get reports by state. You can drop down and look at the Nebraska related stuff and look at our press releases that we've put out. So basically when a national report comes out, it's more tables, um, you know, showing the information. We take every national report and then we pull out the Nebraska related information. And we put that in narrative form so people can read through it and kind of digest it a little bit quicker. We note if there's a record one way, record low, record high, you know, any of those changes. We put those as Nebraska state press releases. So those can be found on the Nebraska state level page for USDA NAS. And then we also email those out as well. And those county estimate maps I was talking about, whether for cash rents, those are also on the Nebraska webpage. But we put out a lot of data, Nate, uh, a lot. We put out over 400 reports a year, so it can be a bit overwhelming. So for anybody looking for reports, if you can't find it right off the bat, I would suggest hitting the contact, the Nebraska field office webpage. There's a little contact thing there. You can email or call us. And that's where we can jump in and get you the data you need. Because once again, we put out so many data points, it can be a bit overwhelming for some folks if you don't know where to look. Right. Well, it's great to know that they can reach out to the staff at the USDA for some help there. And you know, that's something that also Nebraska Extension can help with as well. A lot of our educators regularly use the NAS data and the website. And so we're always happy to look up things. Like you mentioned, like cash rent, I use those reports quite a bit to understand how things are going in my area and, and in the state to provide some information and data to farmers and landlords in terms of rent, what's average uh, rental rates and, and other things in the state and, and in their area. Well, this is really valuable information. I, I really appreciate all that the USDA does in terms of providing this uh, data for us to make informed decisions in the agriculture industry. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today, Nick. We certainly appreciate, you know, working with Extension and I love going to the meetings and seeing, you know, there's a lot of NAS data up there and how you all can take it 
and put it in more digestible form for the producers that are relying on you for that education. How I really appreciate how extension staff do that for us. So thank you for doing that. And then the other thing I'd like to note is NAS does a census of agriculture every five years. So this fall and, you know, kind of later into the early winter months, we'll be mailing out our 2022 census of agriculture forms. And I know the form is long and it asks a lot of information, but every five years we get an excellent snapshot of county level data, demographics, producer ages, how long you've been on the farm, just all these different pieces. So I just asked the producers who, uh, get those forms this year to please take the time to fill them out because that's a comprehensive data set and it's the one time you can really take you know Nebraska data compared against Iowa, Florida, everything because across the country that data set is very uniform and it's used for lots of different uh, decisions going forward whether it's by USDA or even local companies. So um, that census form be on the lookout for it uh, you know in November and December. Great. Well, it's, it's good to know that the census form is coming out here pretty soon. And that really helps make all of us better in terms of the agriculture. So, well, thanks again, Nick, for your time and for being on the podcast today. All right. Thank you for having me.